Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Listen, so I said something on the last show that really like reminded me that like I realized that a lot of people don't know how to deal with witchcraft. So if that is you, if you've if you've experienced this and you don't know how to get it off, you know, you know that you know that the other person is doing witchcraft on you. And I, I'm careful to say the other person because in my experience, I haven't only seen women doing it. Um, so this is the one thing that I, I really have to say is in order for you to get witchcraft off of you, you don't have another choice. You have to fast. You have to fast. Especially if you're a widow. And you know what? I always say this. Modern day widows are single moms. Okay? Why? Because obviously they're baby daddy is you know dead um and if he's not dead in the natural he's definitely dead in the spiritual um because there's no man there's no man that is not dead in the spirit not dead in the mind not dealing with the dog spirit that would abandon his kids why because the spirit of abandonment is the dog the mindset of abandonment is the dog it's the spirit of unbelief and it is the dog it's the basis is how a child enters into hell is by being abandoned that like you know yes there is molestation there's various of things but you know hurting a small child that's like the quickest way to to have the child enter into hell because children are oblivious they they're oblivious they're in their own happy worlds as they should be you know that's why scripture says you know don't hinder the little ones from coming to me they should always be loved they should always be loved and hey i get it i get it because if you went through a period where you didn't exactly understand what um you know, how to talk to your child, how to treat your child, how to be patient with them, how to understand that, you know, they're not fully developed. They're, they don't even develop um, reasoning until they are nine years old. That reasoning is them being able to see the consequence before they do something. They don't develop that until they're nine, right? And we for us to say to a child you know you don't listen that's demeaning and unfair to say to a child because you know i mean you don't listen well is there something wrong with their ears right or is it that they just have not developed that part of their brain yet and to treat a child um to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree 
isn't right. Einstein said it'll go his whole life believing it's stupid. And so here's the thing. Now, there's a scripture that really caught my attention because I, I, in the end days, my people will not endorse sound doctrine. This is really big for me. I don't want to, I don't want to lose my light, right? And so the only way that I could possibly lose my light is by not enduring sound doctrine because it's sound that creates light. That's what they teach in the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory is the um, study of Genesis 1. God said, let there be light and there was light. The thing about it is that people don't have that um, strong connection to science and the Bible. So they don't understand what's really happening there. But that's what's happening. So what I want to talk about is witchcraft, how to get rid of witchcraft, how to beat it. Um, and for me, being someone that has been under the influence of witchcraft uh, my whole life, and being a mother who's uh, had to deal with a child um, under the influence of witchcraft, uh, this is what I want to say, okay? What, when I pray, what I do is I picture the person in my mind. And when I picture the person in my mind, I, I put a staff with a bronze serpent in front of them, curled around the staff. Why do I do that? Because there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that God released fiery serpents on the people to kill them, on the people of Israel to kill them because they just kept worshiping other gods. And so what happened was, um, when God did that, then the people repented and told Moses, please pray to God for us because we really didn't mean to get God mad, but they did, right? And so God heard them and he told, um, he told Moses to make a bronze serpent and put it on his staff. And whoever looks at the bronze serpent will be healed. Okay. So a couple of things with this. A, God released the serpent. He released the fiery serpents to kill the people. And he healed the people. This is to illustrate his majesty and his greatness and the fact that God does not answer to no one, okay? And we know that it's apparent by the book of Joel. When everything happened to Joel, Joel lost everything. He lost everything, his children, his wealth. Oh, my God, this man lost everything, and when he lost it, um, and he starts to talk to God, 
God like was like, who are you to tell me how I should be God? These things are too great for you, right? And so this is what I have learned with witchcraft. A, if you've gone through some type of situation where, you know, there's been witchcraft, then you're supposed to be in some type of deliverance ministry. But before I say that, okay, so with witchcraft, so this is what God was telling Moses to do, to put a serpent in front of the people and whoever looked at it would be healed. Guys, the spirit realm is the realm of thoughts and images. When a witch is doing witchcraft on you, it's not any different than the way that she's praying. Now, I'm telling you this for good. If you choose to use it for bad, the blood is on your hands. The blood is on your head. The karma is on you. But this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? If there's been witchcraft done on you, you need to have a picture of a serpent, a bronze serpent on a staff somewhere that you constantly look at. For me, I have it on my desktop. If, you know, if I had an on-the-go job, then I would have it on, you know, my phone. And every time I would look at the screensaver on my phone, that's where I would have it. But for you, if you have the ability to have it on a desktop, have it on a desktop. Why not? Right? So then another thing, too, is um, you need to fast. Don't play with this, man. This is your life. This is your life. And there is nothing that is more powerful than the realm of thoughts and images. The spirit realm is so, the first of all, the spirit is the mind, Ephesians 4.23. The spirit is the mind. For us to think that anything else governs our life, the Bible says to guard your heart diligently for from it flows the issues of life. Now, what is the heart? Genesis 8.21. The heart is the imagination. So for us to guard the heart diligently for from it flows flow the issues of life, then guarding your heart diligently is making sure that you're fasting. Because for someone to pop up in your imagination and just be like casting different images and thoughts on you, that's not okay. That's not okay. And I lived in, you know, the bondage of witchcraft for, shoot, 13 years, 13 years of deliberate witchcraft, 13 years. And now what happens is what I'll usually see is someone, like whoever the witch is, I'll see her head popping up in my vicinity just out of nowhere I'll just see the witch in my mind and I know that that is how the witch is looking for me in the spirit realm right because the spirit realm we're all connected the minute that we know someone the way that the the image of someone looks that's it that's why witches ask for pictures 
so that they can see what the person looks like. If you have had witchcraft done on you, this is what you need to do. A, you need to make sure that you read that scripture and you understand it because it will save your life. B, there is a scripture in, B is fasting, okay? Fasting. Make sure you cleanse your blood because they are cleansing their blood with all types of craziness, okay? They're eating all types of craziness. They're doing all types of craziness to make sure that it, to help them get more powerful in the demonic. So in, you know, in the demonic, I mean in evil thoughts, you have to make sure that you're cleansing yourself from evil. Because I tell you the scripture of the witch that, um, I'm sorry, I tell you the scripture of where God released the fiery serpents on the people. Because I want you to understand that you don't have to be afraid of the serpent. Who you need to be afraid of is God. There, He has the power. The Bible says that he has the power to throw your soul into hell. And throwing your soul into hell, hell is not when you when you die in this natural body it's when you die in the spirit when you die that's why the bible says that the dead in christ will be raised first that's in your mind that's when the when um scientists say that only we only use 10 percent of our brains that is what the bible is calling to be spiritually dead if your spirit if your entire brain was awakened you have no idea the IQ that you would have. All of your senses wake up, simul not simultaneously. I haven't seen that happen for me. But for me, and through fasting, I've seen one by one uh, wake up, right? And not be asleep. So now, what is the next step? That's the second step. Now, the next step is, one thing I would say, right, is I can tell you to fast and make sure that all these things are taken care of, but what's most important is that you know the know-how on what needs to be done. Okay? All right, y'all. So, first things first. That scripture will save your life. Second thing, fasting. Fasting, 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 fasting some more, and fasting some other more. Okay? Um, it will save your life. It will save your life. It's the only way that I, I overcame witchcraft. Not by waking, you know, going to some preacher guy saying, you know, that he'll deliver me. No. No, mm -mm. no, the experiences I've had, guys, I can't even, I can't even, who God is, is you, you need to be looking to the God in you, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, you need to be looking to the gate, 
He is the gatekeeper. Christ, the Holy Spirit, are the gatekeepers. Go to them. Go to them. That's the second thing I could tell you about witchcraft. You cannot beat witchcraft with witchcraft. You can't. You can't. You won't be able to. You won't be able to. Because there is only three spirits that roam around. That's the serpent, the false prophet, and the beast of hell. That's the serpent. Uh, Mexicans call the false prophet La Santa Muerte or the Holy Death. And then the beast of hell is the dog spirit. And this is this dog spirit looks like don't just um when it's when it says that when the Bible says that dogs and adulterers and idolaters and, and it gives like this laundry list of um evil thoughts, right? Uh of this dog, and it's all throughout the Bible, this dog is not just it's the entire canine unit. It's the entire canine a family of animals so that includes the wolf that includes the fox that includes you know just regular dogs that is the spirit of witchcraft that is the spirit of witchcraft you cannot be witchcraft with witchcraft you could only be witchcraft with god so, what I see is their images popping up, right? When I see their images popping up out of nowhere, what I do is, because I can see it, I can proactively, um, you know, make them go away. The Bible says do not pray. It says to... Pray for your enemies. So in prayer, which prayer is done with the imagination, is done with images, is done with not just thoughts. You need to be imagining and envisioning these things in your mind, right? That is the full force of prayer. Whatever you ask your Father in heaven, it shall be done. You ask for it in the name of Jesus. And don't waver and make sure that is in his will. It is not in God's will for you to have witchcraft on you. You know what? The Bible says, seek and you will find. Look and you seek and you will find. And it also says it's in the good manner of kings to seek the truth out. So what I found about witchcraft, as much as it as horrible as it was for me, is that it was a blessing in disguise for me. Is that I needed it. I needed that to happen in order for it to kick me into high gear. For me to say, you know what? I'm done with this. But also, I had to go through witchcraft all that time. Guys, when I say 13 years, I mean just with my daughter. But I've gone, I've had... I've had to deal with witchcraft all of my life. 
I had a um a situation where I was in the middle of worship and I had this night vision, right? Night visions are visions that you have with your eyes closed. And I had this night vision and in the vision I saw one of my ancestors from 400 years ago from when Puerto Rico were they still had um Taino Indians. And uh my ancestor before the settlers came over she was a big um witch she was a witch and i knew that there was some type of sacrifice in the bloodline what it was i really couldn't tell past that that's all i knew that's all i could see uh in that vision in worship and sacrificing the bloodline oh my god like the craziest part is that i was molested at a babysitter's house when i was 6 years old and my daughter 20 years later was molested at a babysitter's house when she was 3 years old and we don't realize that it gets so much deeper right because if if the parent isn't doing it if the parent somehow finds a way to no matter what right no matter how intoxicated the parent is no matter if the parent finds a way to fight through that it still gets to the child like in our in my family that's how it was um my grandfather raped my mom and all of uh her siblings and incest was really big in my biological family and when i was taken away at 6 years old by the state my mom was like no don't don't allow my daughter to go to anyone in my family and it was because of that um and my mom just knew my mom just she had good sense enough to um yes give me up but it was all predestined right because it had it not been for all of that happening to me i wouldn't have been able to break the curse in my family I wouldn't have been able to break the that teaching in my family of um of extreme perversion. And so that's how witchcraft works. And we think, man, what happened? What what happened in and see, here's my theory because Africa is so heavily saturated with with uh witchcraft that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people were taken away from their families in Africa to break that to break that curse you know um because it, it's man over there it's it's bad it's bad but here's what I would say there's hope 
and you can overcome it because if me if I overcame it and I was under bondage for years and what we don't realize is that there's a scripture in the book of revelation that talks about the dog spirit and the dog spirit and adulterers and idolaters and whoremongers and evildoers all these things that the bible says do not do there's only one spirit that is responsible for all of it there's only one mindset that is responsible for all of those acts so we could say adultery is the same of as um divination lies is the same as divination the bible says that all all um spirits that were cast out of heaven the third of heaven that was cast out of heaven to earth were locked away for all eternity the bible says that there's only three spirits that are roaming around okay and that's the devil or satan same guy um that's the false prophet and that's the beast of hell now that false prophet that false prophet is the lie spirit and jeremiah 14 14 says that divination and a lie is the same um but i'm here to tell you that all of these thoughts come from one spirit and they all come from the serpent spirit if you have not fasted against the spirit one that's the step three or are we on step four that's the next step that i suggest for you to do is to fast from the serpent spirit fast uh 40 night uh, 40 days and 40 nights from the serpent spirit fast from it and what you would need to do is when you fast from it for 40 40 days um it's because see there are no fasts that say that you just need to fast from meat but what the bible does say is do not be lovers of meat the reason why is because of the blood no matter what you do the blood is going to still be in the meat okay i fasted eight i think it was a almost 80 days from meat or it was 40 days and i ate meat again and the day i ate meat my daughter my six-year-old says mommy your farts smell like blood and it, my stomach it hurts so bad my stomach hurts so bad and when my stomach hurt so bad that i couldn't like i couldn't take myself i couldn't it it just hurt my um i was sick and i had so much gas um and then when my daughter told me that it smelled like blood then that saying man it smells like something died in you it's because something literally is dead in you Uh, there is a dead animal in you you've ate it and now your body's trying to digest it but your body naturally cannot digest so much meat 
Okay, that's why the Bible says, do not be lovers of me. It also says, do not be lovers of um, wine. And that's also because the body can't take it. As a matter of fact, what wine does is it shrinks your neurons. And your neurons is what provides the light in your body. When the Bible says that you are the light, and when the Bible says that in him was life and that life was the light of men, that is your neurotransmitters that are being shot out and input it in into your neurons. And so what ends up happening is you start losing your light by the shrinkage of the neurons. Because once they start shrinking, then they just disappear. Then you, you end up losing neurons. And that's not good because your body needs to shoot. That light is information. And that's why we fast. Now, so we have right now, we have right now the fast, right? The Daniel fast, super important. If you are going through an attack where you know someone who is still alive that is continuing to do witchcraft on you and they're still alive, you have to live a life of fasting. Don't go back. Keep going and don't turn back. Because if you don't, you're always going to be down in the dumps. They're always going to be casting some type of new thought on you to cause you not to prosper. Because it's all the same spirit. And that one spirit that's causing all these things to happen is the serpent. But here's another kicker. Is that the serpent is in you. It's not just someone coming and imagine you trying to overcome. And then on top of that, you have someone who's casting spells on you in the middle of the night. Now, let me explain to you what a spell is. A spell is them speaking death on you, is them looking in their mind at your body, at your face, and speaking things to your body. Now, words and thoughts are spirit. Those spirits our thoughts when they speak something on you what they're doing is they're speaking a thought to be around you now what makes them the spirit what makes them a spirit a spirit is an image images are so very important that's why the bible says do not make any graven images because images are what thoughts are that's why the bible says not to do it i mean you can be doing witchcraft on yourself by simply having a dog in your house and i know that it's become so normalized especially in my lifetime right we had i mean in the 50s that's when everything started really happening right because then we had felix the cat then we had scooby-doo and we had all these cartoon characters and they programmed us from a very young age. And one of my favorite movies growing up was Homebound. That was a cat and two dogs. 
right? I had two Rottweilers growing up. I had a cat and I loved them to death. But these are not images that when I see Rottweilers now, they're telling me to doubt myself, right? And when you start fasting, you'll be able to open up more of that 90% of your brain that you're not able to use. That's what fasting does because fasting renews the neurons and you need your neurons to be able to fire out information because that is God. So wrapping it up, you need to fast a lifelong fast. There's a scripture in the Bible of a widowed woman who um, she stayed in the temple day and night and she fasted. And that to me is a lifestyle of fasting. Um, you know, uh, abstaining from foods, eating meat here and there, going right back on a fast. Like you need to be like, so you need to become addicted to fasting. Like that's really what it is. You have to have one track minded when it comes to fasting. The way that you are one track minded when it comes to, no, I need to eat. That's no, I need to take a shower. Whatever it is that you like, whatever it is that you do, that's important to you. That's what you have to do. You have to make fasting a priority like that or else you can kiss your life goodbye because the type of the things that these people like and what's crazy is two o'clock in the morning, every single morning, I could hear a screeching sound like the sound of like breaks, like um, like bad breaks, the, the screeching sound from bad breaks. And I couldn't stop hearing that. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Until I realized it was someone astral projecting into my space. What is astral projecting? Because this is something also that witches do. Astral projection is where you send your mind to think of a different place than where you are. Everybody does it. They just don't realize that that's what they're doing. When you're thinking about somebody, what you're essentially doing is you are astral projecting into their space. And then the person says, man, I must have thought you up. Right, because they were looking at you, but because of that 90% of their brain that is still dead, that's sleeping, they weren't able to actively see you. Had them, Had they been fasting, they would have been able to see you. So... They weren't able to see you. Well, the thing about witches is that they're well-groomed in the satanic. They're well-groomed in the demonic. And all they know to do is play with people's minds. Because the spirit realm is the mind. Be renewed in the spirit of the mind, says Ephesians 4.23. And if you want to get ahead of it, you're going to have to fast read your bible every day on the fast be so addicted what does the bible say about it okay when the bible you see a scripture what does the meaning of that word mean go to google look up the meaning of the word don't go to google and look up meaning the meaning of a scripture don't do that because you in the end days my people will not endorse sound doctrine. So you have to be prepared. And the Bible says, trust no man. So you have to go to the Bible. You have to see what does the Bible say about this thing? 
this is telling this person's telling me something and another thing too is be careful who you're listening to be careful who you're listening to the bible says that some people practice um some false prophets practice divination what does that mean divination is the same as a lie so if they don't know the truth if they haven't been fasting if they haven't been reading their bible if they haven't been studying the word then they're going to come and deliver to you something that's not true and you're not guarding your heart with due diligence and then based on some preacher that you went to go listen to because listen do not forsaken the assembly but also do not stay in a place where your peace cannot uh, rest the bible says go into a house or a town and if the house or the town is worthy allow your peace to stay and if not call it back to you and dust your feet off and it will be worse on that town or the house than it was on sodom and gomorrah bye it's time for you to go you can't afford to be there anymore because if your peace can't stay in that place you won't have peace and you won't realize why you can't have peace it's because that person is not thinking positively of you so if the spirit realm is the realm of thoughts and images then what are we supposed to be doing thinking positively sometimes we can't do that because we're in hell and we don't realize it another thing is to heaven and hell is now Heaven and hell is not when we die. And this is what I keep telling you guys because we have to understand it. The Bible says that um, he is not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. And then when Jesus called one of his disciples, he said, let me go bury my dad or something like that. He said, let me go bury someone that died. And then Jesus said to him, let the dead go bury their own dead. He was talking about the living that was spiritually dead. Guys sometimes i like i'll go out and i'll smell someone who is spiritually dead and they smell you know the the wet dirt from outside that's what they smell like only with vomit pee like it's so gross it is the most horrendous smell garbage doesn't smell that bad to smell someone who's spiritually dead and only thinks negative thoughts oh my god it's it's not it's not healthy to even be around that person like that so fasting fasting because if you don't your children work will continue to be under spells your children's children will be continue to be under spells and the bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children why do you think they call it spelling it's because they're portraying a word on you in the middle of your night in the middle of the night that's why the middle of the night is called the watch hour it's because it's the witch hour this i'm not saying any of this to scare you i'm telling you this because if you know you have witchcraft on your life this is the key to getting over witchcraft the only way to get over witchcraft is through fasting then when you see when you finally are able to start seeing and smelling and tasting because the bible says in hebrew 5 14 that discernment comes through the senses 
those who by reason of use, meat is for those who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern good from evil. So discernment, the only way that you can discern is through being able to taste, smell, hear, see, feel. That serpent spirit fast, what I can feel, I can feel pricks on my skin. And then I'll hear the thought. Because what spirits do is they come to sear the brain. And I believe that's in Timothy or in Peter. They come and sear the brain. What they're doing, the Bible's telling us how to take care of our bodies. And if we want a chance at surviving this life and having a good life, especially if you come from a background of witchcraft, especially if you come from a background of people that you know that are doing witchcraft, that were doing witchcraft. Some people try to stay away from it, but they can't. And a witch is a witch. A witch is evil. A witch is evil. Because they have fed the serpent spirit. They have fed the serpent spirit. These are babies that were sacrificed as children. They can't combat it. But the Bible says to pray for your enemies. So what you have to do when you're praying for your enemies is when you fast and you're able to start seeing these different faces pop into your mind, right? Pop into your space. You'll see them pop into your space, but you're going to see them pop into your space through your mind, okay, through your imagination. And because your imagination is your heart, your heart is your spirit, your spirit is your soul, your spirit is your strength, right? So when we see, and that's evident through when the Bible says, love your the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. He's breaking down what the spirit is. Now, when you see them come into your space, immediately combat what they're imagining with your imagination. Your imagination is powerful. The only thing is, is that they've realized it because they've been groomed in the evil. So now you combat their imagination with your imagination. And when you do that, this is what you're going to do. Remember, the Bible says that. God released fiery serpents on the people to kill them. And then when they repented, God gave Moses the answer on how to heal the people. Now, the way that you do that, the one who sheds the blood has to be the one to cleanse the blood. And that's in a scripture that's talking about um, they've polluted the land. And then it starts talking about the blood. Why do you think that? It's because when they've polluted the blood, the land is the body and they've polluted the blood. They've shed blood on the land. And that shedding of blood is polluting the blood. Now, for you to combat what's happening, not only do you need to fast, 
not only do you need to make sure that you're awakening your five senses, but you also need to make sure that you're also fasting from the serpent spirit. That's going to be very helpful. It was very helpful for me. I fasted 40 days from the serpent spirit with meat and fermented drinks. Okay. Now, that's not a literal fast that's in the Bible. Like I said, that is the Bible says do not be lovers of, of wine and do not be lovers of meat. So what I just did was I just maxed out two scriptures to the max and I just didn't do either one of them for 40 days. You shouldn't do them at all, but I decided just to not do them for 40 days. And that's how I was able to start gaining um, the sense of touch. That's when I was able to start gaining. It was pricks on my skin that I could feel and it was like it was snake bites but it's in the energy realm it's in the spirit it's in the spirit realm the spirit realm is the energy realm if god said love the lord your god with all of your mind heart soul and strength that strength piece that's your energy as a matter of fact the word energy is defined as strength in your mind and body so when you gain the strength from those um with those three things what i want you to do when you see them come into your space i want you to imagine a serpent a a copper not a copper a bronze serpent wrapped around a staff that's it just imagine a bronze serpent wrapped around just a tree branch just a staff, a clean tree branch. That's what a staff is. So just imagine that and then put it in front of their face. What you're going to experience is you're going to see their image pop out. It's They're not going to be able to stay because this is the image that heals. And you won't be able to do it without the bronze serpent. Why? Because the bronze serpent is Christ. The bronze serpent is the tree of life. I had a vision one day that um, the tree of life is actually the throne of God. And I had it throughout these. I'm going to say this and I have to close. So I saw um, it was a series of dreams that I was having, a series of visions I was having when um, I fasted from the spirit of perversion. Because we have to think the spirit of perversion is the false prophet. Um, and so it's not just perversion as in sex, it's perversion as in perversing all truths. And so when I fasted from the spirit, um, at three in the morning, I would, I would automatically wake up. I wouldn't even have to turn on my alarm. I would automatically wake up. And one day during my midnight prayer, God said, wake up today. We're going to astral project at that time. I didn't know what astral projection was yet. Um, so then when I astral projected, I, I kept seeing myself going into heaven. Heaven is now, guys. The Bible says that when we go into heaven, we will go into heaven with a glorified body. I saw my body growing outside of my room. Um, but I saw it in spirit form. I saw it in my imagination. My body, the image of my body was growing because an imagination is your image. So when I saw it grow outside of my body, I saw it grow out of Earth's atmosphere 
but my feet were still on the ground. And I saw it grow into heaven, into the gates of heaven. And then I saw my my spirit completely leave earth. And I was in all of this light. And when I got up to the throne, it was the courts of heaven were completely gold. The throne was completely gold. The tree of life was completely gold. I saw God sitting on the throne, but I couldn't see his head. It was covered by clouds. That's how if I'm that big and his body was much bigger than mine in heaven, he's huge, right? And so I saw him and he was sitting on a golden throne. And the tree of life was going into the clouds and so was his head. And he said, um, through the series of, of um, the visions that I was having, then I saw the tree. Well, the other day I saw this tree with serpents wrapping around the entire tree of life. Every branch of the tree of life had a bronze serpent wrapped around it because it's the tree that heals but the image the image is what it shocks our system the image is what shocks our system um and so it's the same thing with a cat and a dog the spirit of perversion or the false prophet every time i see this spirit i see it as a cat every time i see the spirit of um the dog spirit the spirit of unbelief the spirit of religion the spirit of um abandonment rejection i always see it as a dog those are the thoughts of the image of the dog that's why the bible says dogs don't make it into heaven it's talking about literal humans with the image of the dog instead of their own image that's why it's adultery because you are supposed to be married to your identity in christ you're not supposed to be married to the identity of abandonment. But what happens when we end up getting abandoned? That's what happens. Now, you have been abandoned. And I want to let you know that this dog is the beast of hell. Therefore, if you've been abandoned, you wear the mark of the beast. But here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about the turnaround is that one day when I made it up there, I was molested on a man's lap and God called me to his lap, to the throne. I said, no, sir, absolutely not. That's nasty. I'm not doing that. And then he started to pull my spirit from the court of heaven. Now the court of heaven was in, in the um, tree of life and the throne was in the middle of the, um, of the sky and it was floating on a cloud. And he called me and he started to pull my spirit to his lap. And when I got to his lap, then Jesus comes from the right hand side. And he says to me, this is the reason why I couldn't give it to um, to the I believe it was the sons of Zebedee. I couldn't give it to them when his, their mother came and asked me to give um, to let her sons sit on my right and on my left hand side. I told her that I need to give. It wasn't for Christ to give. That was a place that his father had. 
Now, that place, then Jesus said to me, that place is for you. It's for the widow and the orphan. It's for the abandoned. So that mark of the beast, I want to let you know that that mark of the beast, if you've been abandoned, this is not such a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing because the thing is, is that when you were abandoned, you didn't have those ideas, those thoughts of bondage imparted in you and programming you. You were able to see different things. You were able to be around different people. And this saved your life. So, guys, this is what I want to tell you. You can combat it. But if you try to do it any other way, you're going to live in bondage for the rest of your life. Now, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. the truth, and the life. Those three mean the same thing. That's why the only way to get to the Father is through him. So this is what I want to suggest. You're going to have to do some self-sacrificing and some self-affliction. Humble yourself in front of God. That's what fasting is. It's a humbling experience. To show him that you are willing to cleanse your family bloodline. Well, guys, I love y'all, but that's all the time I have for today. Over and out.